Welcome, Seekers of Truth, coming to you from the edge of the known universe, better known as the Granite State, home of Betty and Barney Hill. Through the magic of electronic alchemy, a portal to another dimension has opened. You are about to make a metaphysical connection. This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Metaphysical Connection, Episode 74, Monsanto Menage Pod, released on February 25th, 2018, and I'm your host, Eric Renderking Fisk. On this episode, we follow up on a conversation that we started on Episode 37, Gut Check, from October 15th, 2016, about conspiracy theories concerning the FDA, the Supreme Court, and Big Pharma, and companies like Monsanto. In this episode, we review the documentary, Genetic Roulette, The Gamble of Our Lives, from Director and producer Jeffrey M. Smith, author of the world's best-selling book on GMOs, Seeds of Deception. Walt and I also discuss some of the headlines from reliable publications about the possible connections between mental health, nutrition, and a specific class of antidepressants. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This is the first time the three of us have recorded together at the same time in the same place, more or less since last year um jim is back from another sabbatical and the question that everybody wants to know is from from jim loretta here dude what's what's going on with you in the desert and jim morrison are you ever coming back or did the not if i can not if i can help it i'm I'm only i've only returned for the show special (laughs) guest appearance (laughs) the void desert is much better (laughs) <laughs> Actually, my question yeah. my question is uh <clears throat> since this is three of us it's like a threesome sort of yeah is this is this considered a menage a pod <laughs> <laughs> leave it to wall yeah I, I i i would concur yes i would okay you, you agree to that okay yeah, yeah. speaking of that de- since you since you opened with deserts uh you know people aren't aware of a lot of things because the mainstream doesn't publish them and if they do get published, they're labeled false news. But Cape Town, South Africa, is in a water crisis. And, yeah. Uh, it's a crisis that's growing across the planet because they're, they've polluted the shit out of everything, including the bays and, and seas. And um, the scientists have come up with uh, a supercharged graphene that can detect in clear water. They're going to experiment with it in the coming year. Uh, if they can get it off the ground, it, it, it's going to be a solution for a lot of third world people that have like horrible water. The other problem uh, that they're talking about is that the three dams in in Cape Town are practically desert. I mean, if you look at pictures, it looks like a desert yeah. because uh, they, they've been in a, they're in a three year drought. And this is just one area on the planet. So it is a problem. And I'm going to segue into uh we talked maybe a year ago about Artie Six Killer Clark and her three books on uh, alien visitations to the American Indians, and they were there was a pretty revealing bunch of stories. But one, I reread them recently, and one interesting thing that somehow I suppressed or I missed was that there are warnings from visitors that you know we're we're polluting the planet, we're playing with uh, our destruction by having uh, nuclear power and nuclear bombs. 
and that um, they link it to the Hopi prophecy of the end of the fourth world and the beginning of the fifth. They say that disaster is coming, a lot of people will die, there's going to be wars for, for food and water and other resources. It's, it's crazy. It all seems to tie together. So I just thought I'd interject that. Um, and this, this will move over into your a couple of articles that will segue into your topic for the day, which is about uh, GMOs. Um, evidently, uh, they spend a lot of money on uh, public relations, and it seems like... Um, Before you Dow- go any further, Jim, who, who is they? Who is they who spends a lot of money on, on public relations? Uh, large corporations that are um, have a vested interest in uh, pushing GMOs in the supermarkets and, and, you know, and online. Uh, Monsanto. Monsanto is probably the hugest. Dow DuPont is next in line, and they're Definitely. having uh, a food summit, uh, and it's hosted by the Atlantic. Um, and basically, it's junk science. They're like uh, the topic is transforming our food, and they're pushing uh, that GMOs are like um, wonderful for you. It's going to feed the world. It, really, it's it's a bunch of lies. It's it's a Huge amount of spin uh, generated by uh, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into that because you're going to discuss it today. But the other thing I wanted to uh, talk about, and I think it's all tied together, is the fact that, um, and I didn't know this, that uh, there's a huge uh, pharma company called Purdue Pharma. And it's owned by three doctors who are like multi-billionaires. And they are the ones behind the opioid epidemic in this country. And um, I think it ties together because Big Pharma and the GMO uh, the GMO companies, I think, go hand in hand because they, the GMOs are making people sick, which is a perfect platform for Big Pharma to say, oh, take this drug, take that drug. Right, it'll exactly. cure your inflammatory bowel disease. It'll cure your cancer. It'll cure your heart disease. And really, the bottom line is... We have a horrible inflammation in our bodies. People are unaware of what they're eating. The GMOs are causing illness. They're ch- changing our DNA. They're changing our gut flora, which is where our immune system uh, it actually exists. And um, so they go hand in hand. They, they make us sick with GMOs. The big, big pharma sells us drugs, and it's a perfect money-making machine for them. So it, it's like the, the, it, we're gamed, man. It's like everything's stacked against and the, and the problem is, I think the media is part of this problem because they, they report on fluff. They don't report on anything that's meaningful to, to, to people. No, American, no. Let's talk about America, American people. Like they just, they're, they're dumbed down. They're kept in the dark. And uh, if, if people only knew what really went on, I think they'd rise up and some of this stuff would start to change more rapidly. So, well, okay. Well, and the last thing is... Uh, and I think this also ties into big pharma. They, you know, they want their vaccines uh, pushed because they make tons and tons of money on them. And the CDC, you know, the corrupt officials that rob revolving door from like industry into government, government back into industry. Um, basically, they're they're trumpeting that we have like a horrible flu epidemic and kids and people are dying. But really, if you look at the bottom line, this particular news article I read it said that the CDC uses fuzzy math based on a statistical model. It has nothing to do with what's really going on, and um, they don't do any virus testing to see what's what's actually happening out there in the population. And so um, they can say like, well. Uh, the flu is causing people to die, but really, uh, maybe they're dying from other causes like uh, n- pneumonia, 
that's not linked to the flu and uh, other, you know, other illnesses, but they lump it all together in their statistics and they trumpet that we have a horrible flu epidemic and everybody needs to get the shots when really it's about, it's always about following the money. So without getting and, too and long, ha- and how, how do we know what the, you guys, how do we Sorry. know what the origin of the flu is anyway? You know, where did it come from? Was well, it I have a sneaking in- suspicion that they spray it out there. I, I, th- I think our germ warfare laboratories, uh, produce these things. And I think they test it out in the public or they create many pandemics, uh, because of, uh, the military industrial complex, as Eisenhower warned is, you know, they're out of control. And now 50 years later, they're really out of control. I mean, I, I don't know w- what their actual long-term agenda is. Um, because if they think they can live in their gated communities and escape from all this shit, they're dreaming. I, I have one other thing I'll add, and maybe it's like way out there on the fringe for people. But um, one of the articles, uh, one of the stories in Artie Six Killer Clark's three books uh, talks about that there's collusion between uh, a negative race that came here long ago and our own government. And that yeah. they allow them to abduct and experiment on the population in return for technology. So maybe this is part of it because I know there's they're spraying aluminum and barium and other things into the atmosphere. Uh, it's almost like geoengineering. And I don't know where that comes from. If it's alien technology or if it's a long-range plan to alter the population, I really – I don't know. But there's something underlying all this. Well, so. I want to insert this really quickly, Jim, because a lot of people are probably shaking their heads thinking that we're crazy. There's I a, know. There, I know. There's a statistic out there that ought to scare the hell out of everybody. Every year here in the United States, on average – 900,000 people are reported missing every single year. Yes, that's true. And 500,000 people remain missing, vanished without a trace. Yep. And now the, the other... Four hundred thousand. They're 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 returned because you know they they went on a vacation. They forgot to tell anybody. There and there's always these weird explanations. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that half a million people yep. that we know of disappear Correct. every year in the United States. And you would think that that would the media would be trying bending over backwards trying to solve that mystery. That is a huge scary number. And the mm-hmm. and the thing is, where do these people? go and now yeah. I, I now i know when i say i'm when i say five hundred thousand people return uh, vanish without a trace and they never return and that's well they they vanish they they go with that's it mm-hmm. they're gone and the thing is is that how how come that is not how come that wouldn't that's not being covered in the news every single day by fox cnn msnbc abc <laughs> CBS? well we know why because they're controlled Media, we don't have a free press anymore. But There's the, no real investigative reporting. It's done. It's gone. I'm not trying to minimize what's going on elsewhere in the world. 17 kids are killed by a mass shooter, and the world goes out of their freaking minds. Right. Half a million people. Saying. Half a yep. million people disappear, and it never makes the news. Mm-hmm. And the thing it's is, sp- spread out and unreported. I, I don't understand where's the outrage where's the lack of outrage and the thing is is that in this this is a statistic from the FBI and uh, other reliable sources um, from our, our quote government unquote 
They're well, the ones who are telling us these people just up and disappear. And we're not mm-hmm. making any effort at all trying to figure out, well, what happens to these people? And if, 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 peop- if anyone in the know has ever tried to bring this forward, uh, we don't hear about it, but they probably suicided somehow. Yeah. Heart attack, bludgeon, disappeared, drowned, had a car accident. <laughs> well, it's human, human trafficking too has to be. Human trafficking's part of it, absolutely. Oh, that definitely hu- fits yes, in. That huge. definitely That's fits huge. into what's going on, without a doubt. Yep. But, I mean, the question still remains. What happens Let's to Let's not these- forget human sacrifice and satanic worship, which I think is a thread that runs through our own military. I mean, I don't know how you ferret that out, but it's definitely there. I, so I, I it's a larger about, it's a larger picture, really. What about human organ uh, organ uh, harvesting? Oh, jeez, I forgot about that one. Yeah, you're right, Walt. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Yep, There's for the a, super wealthy, right? Yeah, for the elite. Yeah, go get, get me a get heart. New, get get me new. a heart. I'm dying. I'll give you five million dollars. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a family. I, saw a, the, I yeah. saw the guy in the subway that doesn't look like he needs his heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I'm sorry to thing. laugh, but it's the truth. Exactly. It's the truth, you know. Well, I, really. I clearly need it more than him. <laughs> oh gosh. That's some. It's it's some I've never seen the world so out of control. It's crazy. I mean, I can actually believe. The warnings that come from outside sources that you know are end times upon us. I, I don't know how many years or what shape it will present itself, but you just look around the planet. I mean, the planet's poisoned. They're building more nuclear, 50 nuclear plants in Asia after Fukushima is making the Pacific a radioactive pond. Tokyo is uninhabitable, but they're suppressing that information. It's just, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. It's uninhabitable, but people still live there. Well, like, where are they going to go? And they're not being told about it. They believe their government, just like they believe that, you know, America was the devil and we had to bomb Pearl Harbor and, you know, <clears throat> take over Asia for ourselves. It's nuts. It's really nuts. And on top of everything else, I mean, there's there's nothing, there's no such thing as the news media anymore. Uh, you uh-uh. you actually to find out what's going on in the world you you can't you can't trust the mainstream media as crazy and conspiratorial you turn, you turn it on and all you hear you're still hearing about Russian collusion and they're spending millions on investigations like really take that money and rebuild the infrastructure I don't really give a shit about what went on really you know I don't want to hear about it anymore yeah and that's all they talk about all the important news never gets reported upon yeah it's a diversion it's all no it's a grand diversion Malt. it's a grand diversion absolutely I've gotten to the point now whereas I don't allow people to call me a conspiracy theorist I'm actually a conspiracy factualist there you go. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Yes, I'm on board with that. Because yep. um, I, I, I have not had the opportunity to talk to Jim about probably what's the, one of the most important movies that's been released in maybe the last five years in the movie theater. Bambi meets Godzilla? <laughs> 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 uh, um, the Post, Steven Spielberg's oh, latest yeah, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that it was just like, and you, I was watching that movie, and I, it's captivating, but I, I kept getting interrupted by these thoughts from the back of my head saying, where's today's media trying to break this news? And you, you look at it, and you realize that it was just like, now it's up to the bloggers to get the word out. The word True. blogging, True. it's like it's a five-letter pejorative word. And now it's like you look at the the great work that the folks over at Wikipedia are doing to get the word out. 
to the people about what's going on and what's really going on in the world um, using their own files and their own words against them. And whoever whoever you believe is them, whoever they are, it's all right. out there. So, And who would have ever have thought that the X-Files would have, would have ever been considered a quaint <laughs> docudrama about what's really going on in the world? Yeah. Walt can answer uh, this one uh, in terms of like what happened to the media. Look at the scientists in that <clears throat> that documentary you sent me, Walt. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like after 35 years, a prestigious scientist, they get somebody in the in the government gets a phone call, and all of a sudden they're gone. They're fired. Their lab is closed. They lose their funding. It's like anybody that goes up against them, they they just uh, they either accuse them of uh, sexual impropriety. Or they kill them, or they defame them, or they make them lose their job. It's like it's tough, man. It's tough to come up against them. Well, it all it all comes down to money. Yeah, uh, you know, like they say, if you want to figure out what's going on, follow the money. Follow money, Uh, right? And there it is. Well, if you can, yeah. Yeah. And and that's the whole thing with those scientists. The minute that they said something that was anti um, the the establishment about GMOs, um, automatically, you know, they're off. They're not going to get tenure. They're, you know, they're, they're fired. They're, yes. They all kinds of repercussions from just telling, basically telling the truth or the truth based upon their <clears throat> their scientific expertise. Mm-hmm. So there goes their career down the drain. You know, so yep. you get a call from <clears throat> whoever's funding the university, which are these big, big companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. So if you want to. If you want to play ball with, with them, then you keep your job. And if you don't, then, well, too bad. Look for another job. I and think then they get blackballed. They get blackballed from the, from the scientific community. So they can't even get a job somewhere else. I think that what is a real eye-opener, do a Google search of the, of the words altogether, Monsanto executives, government appointees. And there's a whole bunch of websites that cover this topic of how many former Monsanto executives are now working within the government, not as elected officials, but as employees. And well, I brought- well, how about the head of the FDA? Yeah. Let's, let's start with that. Yeah. The guy's name is Michael Taylor. He's the, he's the head of the agency that's supposed to be regulating this, this stuff. Right. And he was a former attorney for Monsanto. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, on, and on top yep. of that, so you're going to have to go any further than that. Oh, and on top, on top of that, uh, he was appointed to, to, to the FDA um, during Obama's administration. Both political parties are... are and Bush. Uh, Bush and Obama, both. Ha- have been corrupted both political parties have been corrupted by large industry special interest groups yes that's correct you 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 talk about you talk about the nra hijacking um the, the the gop but what about monsanto that is doing the same exact thing in, in both political parties, uh, sure. Where's the outrage? Nobody, nobody seems to care because the thing is, is that they 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 want their family size bag of of Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> to uh, to be uh, to come to you know to come into the house for under five bucks as as long as you can get to that big huge bag of Cool Ranch Doritos without m- mortgaging the house everything's fine everything's everything's great um, I get what I get what you're saying I do I, I, and, yeah and here, here's here's the amazing thing is that 
when uh, see, Carol and I went on this this raw food diet, um, and we've been bringing th- food into the house um, that is uh, it's it's f- from the outer walls of the uh, uh, the produce uh, the, the grocery store. Whereas, especially in the produce aisle, raw fruit raw fruits and vegetables hardly anything is processed at all. Period. Um, and I've lost probably up to five to ten pounds. My stomach bloat is almost gone. I, I, I don't have the urge to crash and take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. My caffeine consumption is, has been cut down to a, a, a half or a quarter. And I, I'm in the best shape of my life. And just on a whim last night, just on a whim, I had a small bag. And I like, I, I'm, I'm going to admit my own hypocrisy here. I had a small, big grab bag of Doritos. And then as soon as I came home, I started farting up a storm. I was, I, I got bloated all of a sudden. Thanks, I could, thanks for sharing that, Eric. <laughs> I, could, I could not, I could not sleep. And this morning I, I, I was in a horrible, grumpy mood. And it was just like, it's the junk food. And we're going to get to that in our second segment you, at, you at, as well. You are what you eat. Hippocrates said... Let medicine be your food. Let food be your medicine. So you're right on, Eric. You're right on. Can I say something before? Uh, I'm going to forget to say this. It's a always, tiny bit off always. topic right now. But anyway, I don't know how many people listen to this uh, podcast, but I encourage everybody to get their water tested. I don't give a shit where they live and inst- install a, uh, a carbon you know, reverse osmosis system for their drinking water. It's yeah. not very expensive. Tops maybe $300. And uh, you just got to clean your water because it's, it's integral to your health. And uh, I think a lot of people just fat, dumb, and happy thinking what comes out of the faucets is fine, but it's not. Uh-uh. Not anymore. And, uh-huh. and, big, and the big corporations, I mean, they're, they're quietly buying up water rights. In fact, uh, one of the CEOs of Nestle, uh, this big, the former CEO of Nestle said that all water should be privatized. It's, it's not uh, the right to fresh, clean water is not an essential human right. I mean, what the hell, man? They're changing the... It's conversation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, I'm sorry to digress, but I just no, not put that out there to people. It's all know. interconnected. Yeah. Well, it's all tied in with um, a master plan of, of some kind. I think so. To yeah. to, to yeah. keep us in a in a state of um, mm-hmm. actually in a in a slave state. Actually, is what it comes yes. down. To. Right. We're subservient to the to the state of who, whoever these people are. I don't know. Um, but there's, I think there's the Archon factor that um, there's, there's a, there's, a, there is a group of, of off-world beings who were, I think, impacting people. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that they said about the, the school shooter, uh, this recent guy that killed 17 people, was his name Cruz, I think. Um, yeah, I think they, so. they were saying that that he's hearing voices. Well, what does that? What are those voices? Is that you know, people want to chalk that off to mental illness? But but is it really, or is it some other faction or force that's actually was influencing to influencing him to go and, and do that horrible deed? That I think that's possible. I mean, if you look at, I, I happened to see the interview of the host family that he lived with for three months, and they were right. blindsided. Yeah, they said they never saw any signs, any of this. He was like he obeyed their rules. His gun was in a gun safe. He would only take it out on their permission to clean it or whatever. Uh, you know, he had a, a Snapchat account, I guess, and it was all seemed normal. So, like, I think it's possible. Yeah, well, I do. Yep. Uh, uh, that, that's something I think we have to kind of kind of give some consideration to anyway, that there's some kind of a out, 
outside oh. force that is is mm. helping to, to maneuver this whole situation. We do three the three of us here uh, right. see the possibility, but I think most people would really think we had three heads because. But it's one of already six colors uh, stories in one of her three books. I forget which one. That uh, they're off-world race that somehow interdimensionally they feed off of fear, the emotion of fear. Mm -hmm. They turn it into energy somehow. I, it's I, called luge. There's a term for it. Is it uh, called yeah. luge? I, luge. That's right. That's right. I, yeah. I will say that there are the other reports that are very concerning that up until um, maybe two or three years ago, this kid seemed perfectly normal. And then right. apparently a switch was flipped and apparently people were so concerned they reported him to the FBI. We're talking about this cruise kid, this cruise character. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the FBI, I think that they got like four separate alerts saying this kid is a loose cannon. There's something wrong with him. He's going off the deep end. There's sudden changes in his personality. We don't know Absolutely. what the hell is wrong with him. Absolutely. And they end. Yeah, I saw that. And the yeah. FBI ignored it. Please. That's that's concerning. I know. Listen, you can't. We can't depend on the police or anybody else really to keep us safe. You have, each citizen has to like make themselves strong and independent, and you have to provide pr practice self-defense. It needs to be part of your education. I mean, that's just the way it is. You have to keep your wits about you. Yeah. You can't like w walk down the street like looking on your cell phone because that's not safe. I, I I don't mean to digress, but <clears throat> even even the. Uh, the local superintendent for Upper Darby, superintendent to police. I like this guy. He yeah. said, like, you know, <clears throat> he's in favor of arming certain teachers and people are against it. But he says, like, it takes us four or five minutes to get to a school shooting. It's too yeah. late by then. It's over. I, I think that's true. I think nobody's trying to figure out why this is going on. You know, they're talking about sort of, sort of the after effect of it. But nobody's right. really saying, you know, what what drove this kid to do this? What mm -hmm. What situation created this? And right. once he's in the school with a with a with an AR-15, it's too late. The yeah, situation I agree with whether this. whether you have people in this school with guns or not. I mean, somebody's going to get hurt one way or another, you know. And maybe you'll keep them from shooting, you know, X amount of people, but somebody's still going to get hurt, you know. And and that doesn't really answer the question as to why. No, you're right. Why it it's doesn't. Happened, it you know? doesn't. You're 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 right. Yeah. That's and, and another thing is this: this kid, after he got done shooting up the school, he went to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, really, is 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 that is he was he like programmed to to go to McDonald's for some you know some comfort or something that you know after he got done doing this horrendous act? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not blaming McDonald's, but you know, I think it's all part of the same equation. That, you know, people people eat horrible um, stuff, yeah. and and it just affects them in multiple ways. This is well, I, I think physically. it's linked to mental illness and autism for sure, definitely. Well, this is um, metaphysical connection episode 74 and in our show notes already uh, i have three categories um of uh the show topics here and the thing is is that on um i have a list of articles to read on the topic of uh fast food and brain damage where the studies have actually been done by of all places harvard university um those those are a bunch of crazy moon bats, and we we can't take anything that they take anything they say seriously. I also have a couple of articles on the issues of dangerous antidepressants and the connection with these mass shootings. And the thing is, is that it's not all antidepressants that are bad. It's not all antidepressants that are making people have homicidal thoughts. It's a select few. It's a certain classification 
of um, antidepressants that are causing kids to have these suicidal and homicidal thoughts. And I think it's amazing how um, we're suppressing that information. We're not actually taking that information seriously. And we're not saying that all kids who have autism um, are going out and have the capacity to go out and shoot people. I think that there is we should seriously look at all of these issues altogether and wonder, well, what the what's what's causing all this? Could it be the thimerosal, which is a derivative of of mercury, which is a known carcinogen (coughs) that is in um, uh, or at least it was used as a preservatives in in vaccines? That's a factor we should look at. We should look at the additives and preservatives um, artificial flavors and colorings like Red 40, like uh, red, like um, food dye Red 40 has been linked to some behavioral problems. Well, we look at all of these things that, that we're, we're doing to our kids. We're also overstimulating them with um, movies, TV, video games, and whatever. And a lot of people are coming out and saying, it's not just all this. It's not just one thing. You can't blame it on just one thing. It's a it's a it's a law. It's a laundry list that creates a perfect storm with all of these kids. And we also have to honestly look at our obsession with violence here in the in the Western world. That's also a a factor we should look at. I think there's a desensitization. Desensitization factor also, when you look at soldiers that have come back from war um, and have done a lot of killing, been in a lot of battles, they're desensitized. And I think our young population through video games and through what they're exposed to in movies and so forth, I think, and maybe, you know, if you look at their family structure, what they've, you know, they've been exposed to there, you put that all together, look larger picture, they become desensitized. So, Going in and killing a bunch of people and going to McDonald's, yeah, why, you know, it's no big. They don't feel anything. It's no big deal to them. Yeah. There's there's two two polar opposites. There's <clears throat> there's empathy and there's psychopathy, mm-hmm. and, and <clears throat> we're moving away from being an, an empathetic um, right population to a psychopathic population. I, I agree. I That's, a um, That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, yep. pe- people are are talking about um, you know the the use of guns, but they're not talking about the the people that have so there's 17 families that don't have one of their family members they're they're laying on the ground dead right you know right. they're not going to be able to see them again at least not in this lifetime right and, and that's that's where the empathy is is, is going out of things i think yeah? uh, um, yes that's I, that's correct i agree with that yep. and we're we're moving away from becoming a, a, an am, empathetic type Race, I think, mm-hmm. species, even. I've got that. I think. Well, yeah. let yeah. me let me let me go back to Artie Six Killer Clark. Uh, one of the messages from one of the alien visitations was that there's four other races. I mean, there's a total of four races that have war. We're one of them, and we're kind of uh, kind of quarantined amongst the the you know the Galactic Federation or whatever you want to call it that exists out there. Because we're we're immature, we're not ready for the type of contact that they 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 give to others. Because of that, we're too we're too violent, and warlike. Well, I I I don't know how far we into are into the show, but Eric, get the get the bell ready. I got it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I've got to mention the Anunnaki and the uh, 
Ring it, ring it, please. Uh, it's ringing. It's ring ringing. That bell, Eric. The fact that we were we were bioengineered, and, and uh, you know the, the Anunnaki are, are a warlike people, and mm. and they they crossed our genetics and, and they took the hominids that were on the planet or put their genetics into us. And so that's where the I think the warlike nature comes from. That's a good point. Yeah. I thought of that and um, because we, it we, used to be, if you go back far that, enough, well, it used to be paradise here. You know, our legends talk exactly, about paradise. Exactly. And and the the, uh, the hominids who who were the base are who are the basis for our genetics were an empathetic and um, fairly peaceful. You know, I'm sure they had struggles between yeah. different individuals, but. Um, there were no organized wars or, you know, like one tribe organizing to kill another tribe. That, that kind of and, um, you know, we've, we've, we've become that. And I don't think that's necessarily our nature. Okay. Uh, I do think that there is something much larger going on here. And it's a combination of things, like I had said earlier, um, that is responsible for what we're seeing going on in the world today. Um, and the thing is, is here's and here's my frustration that I have with this entire topic. Um, nobody is really listening to the to the other party. I I have personal experiences on both sides of a specific issue that is a hot topic on the social media right now. And the thing is, it is that I would love to be able to share my experiences. And what what brought me to this moment in time in my own way of thinking about this hot topic? And nobody is really concerned about hearing what other people have to say. They will discount other people's anecdotal experiences. And even the people who claim to be for peace and and kindness and everybody just get along to get, you know, go along to get along Let's just do this one thing and just get rid of what, you know, the implements of our, of our destruction. These are the same people who get so mean and nasty and they and they they make everything so personal. They they resort to personal attacks saying that somehow if you don't think the way I do, you you are stupid and evil and I want nothing to do with you because you I think don't it's the, it's the grapefruit complex. Remember Jimmy Cagney in Public Enemy where he's, he smashes the grapefruit in the girl's face because she's talking something he didn't want to hear. He says, ah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what's going on in yeah. in social media today. Yeah, you're either exactly. on you're either on one extreme or the other. They do not want to hear anything about moderation. They do not want to actually. I ha- like there's this one solution, and it's the only solution. If you don't believe what I say as being the uh, the solution, you're an evil, bad person, and you don't care about kids. And 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 you you probably laughed when you saw those those people die. You're a bad person, and nothing is going to get solved. Nothing no, at remember, all is going to no, be solved from this. Buffalo Springfield. Uh, everyone's carrying signs saying "Hooray for our side." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's horrible because the thing is is that something like this is going to happen again. It's going to happen soon. There's not going to be any change because nobody 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 wants to actually listen to what the other side has to say because everybody has been um, radicalized. That's that's the best way to, to call it. Everybody's been radicalized. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a dialectic that dialectic that's set up, and it's it's with everything. And and when we're arguing amongst ourselves, we're not watching what's going on. 
you know, it's the old shell game. That's true. Know, we're, we're not seeing what's really going on because we're arguing with ourselves. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's, right. it's all part of the whole the whole scam. The whole- well, this has certainly been a different type of uh, news news segment. <laughs> Pretty interesting stuff. Last left, Walt and Jim and Eric, we were just about getting into conspiracy theories with specifically GMOs. And also going to let you guys know, later today, I'm going to be recording a segment uh, with, a, with a, uh, I'm going to keep it a secret for now. The listeners have probably already heard it, but I'm actually going to be talking to an expert uh, via Skype on the topic of GMOs and specifically why she knows that they are bad and how the, uh, um, the, the FDA and the CDC are lying to us about GMOs, but that's good. That well, give like us a rundown on this documentary and the link that you sent us. Um, yeah, I, I ran across the, this this guy. Um, actually, I heard him first on Coast to Coast. Uh, his name is Jeffrey Smith, and he's got a couple of books out, but he also has a documentary which which I sent to you guys, which I think is is pretty remarkable. Um, getting a hiss for something. It could a just be back. It could be Skype. Now, now it was my uh, my one of my microphone plugs. Was it could be like the that. magnetic globe that I has an honored place in my desk that's spinning now because <laughs> Walt sent it to me for Christmas. Ah. The Tesla globe. Tesla um, globe. Yeah. How is it? Is it cool? Oh, it's great. It's right here on my right.
hand side spinning as we speak. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this guy's this guy's got a documentary called Genetic Roulette, which I think is remarkable. Um, oh, it's I great. I, it's I, really, I good. It's really good. It, I sent it yeah. to you guys um, as a link. It's on YouTube. You can, you can find it on YouTube. It's free. I forwarded it to everybody on my list. Well, I thought it was that important. Great, great. Uh, that's what needs to happen. People need to see this. Um, I think it should be shown in schools, personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Kids, oh, God, yeah. Um, did your kids watch it, Eric? They act, we actually watched a, a, a large segment of it. We are actually watching this series on Netflix called Rotten, where it talks about um, how government corruption has crept into food production. And that in and of itself is terrifying. And I think that it is, it is actually probably going to be uh, the topic of, uh, uh, of another show sometime in the near future. But we actually started watching Genetic Roulette, and then we looked at the clock, and we're just like, oh, man, we have got to go to bed. We're not going to wake up in the morning. So how did they how did they react to what they I don't know how much of it they saw, but how did how did they react to it? I'm just curious to see. Well, how they just kept looking at me and, and they were like, Dad, this this is this is this is what you talk about on the show. This is you've done shows on this topic. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm not crazy. Well, I'm crazy, but not for the reasons you think. It, but it is Well, the, the the thing is that people don't get it. They don't they don't understand that when when you're the, the, these things are poisons. You know, you're putting poison into your body when you're yeah. when you're eating something that's genetically modified. It's just, it's, it's very clear. And it, it, it all comes down to um, companies like Monsanto wanting to, to make money off of it. Or, or maybe it's even more than money. Maybe there's a larger agenda. Maybe it's all part of the uh, enslavement of the race. Well, I think it's also, sick yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's linked off. to the pharmaceutical companies are linked to this too. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, really? there are unbelievable increase in uh, drug commercials lately. I don't know why. Absolutely. And none of, none of it is a cure. It, no. It's, it's only a remedy to a situation that I think is a, a physical situation that's created by, by uh, these things being put into our food system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it all comes down to um, Monsanto really is the one who got this thing rolling. I'm not sure mm-hmm. they're, they're the only ones that, that create genetic. No, but monsters. I think they're the hugest. I think they're the largest. Yeah. yeah. So, They've so been what around they wanted since the Second World they, War. Yeah. They wanted to market um, the chemical to, that kills weeds. Roundup. Uh, Roundup. Right. They wanted to market that. So what they did was they created um, plants that are resistant to Roundup. So that, I, you know, I always wondered, well, if you spray Roundup, why do just the weeds die? Well, the, the idea is that the plants that are genetically modified are resistant to Roundup. Uh, what, what Roundup really does, the, the mechanism, is that it keeps the plant from getting any nutrients. Mm-hmm. So, so it just withers and dies. Well, the plants that are genetically modified don't have that element. In it. And so they, they don't respond to the Roundup. Um, and, and they they lied. They said that um, that it's got to round up those goes away after a while. It doesn't. You know, it, it doesn't get absorbed into the soil. I mean, it does get absorbed in the soil. It doesn't go away. Um, <clears throat> so it's getting into our ecosystem, getting into the water. It's getting, I mean, it's an incredibly pervasive chemical sprayed on farms. It's, getting world, it's worldwide now. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Worldwide. There was, a, there was an interesting anecdote. Um, it wasn't in the documentary, but it was, he, he talked about this on uh, Coast to Coast, uh, Jeffrey Smith. He, he said that he had a friend that's a scientist and um, he had a little cottage like that was kind of his workshop is off away from the main house and he would spray Roundup around perimeter of it to you know, kill the weeds. And after a few years, he realized that, you know, when he didn't want to go back to the house to take a leak, he would, you know, he would go out in the woods and pee. And he realized that his pee was killing the plants that he peed on. <laughs> and it was because he had absorbed the Roundup. Yeah. Uh, no. His cottage, yeah. That's that's highly carcinogenic, really. 
is urine. Yeah. So just from using it around this this little cottage. So. Well, the problem I have there with that, with that, and with other, and with pesticides in general, it's it's uh, it's systemic now. You can't wash your fruit and get rid of it. It's in. It's actually in the system of the plants. Right. Which is why you have to try to get organic stuff. I yeah. know there are professional picketers or professional reviewers who go and they will do reviews of like genetic roulette the gamble of our lives and you actually read the reviews and the thing is is that here's here's a movie that has gotten on average i'm scrolling down here and it's it's got a the average review is like um five stars it it has five it has five stars (coughs) and everybody says this is an eye-opener you should take a look at it um 86 percent of the people who have seen this movie and reviewed it on amazon said this is a five-star movie it's something you've absolutely have got to see and it's like nine percent um give only four stars and then there's the two percent who give it one star and you read some of the stuff and the thing is is like it's personal attacks against the director of the film jeffrey smith and it does actually does not go after mm-hmm. the actual facts linked up to this and the thing is that it was just like this one person says jeffrey smith has no scientific background right. guys. i saw that i saw that yeah. and the thing is is that it's 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 a personal attack on this guy who's a reporter and a, and a documentary director now let me ask you something you don't know who's writing the review either well who, be a shill right but this information yeah let me ask you something because um, Ken Burns is not an actual he doesn't have a PhD in history does that discount all the work that he did for the Civil War documentary on PBS well not to mention the fact that if you watch the doc- documentary there's there's no less than 20 uh, professional scientists medical doctors who who are scientists they are doctors they you know they, they have done research on this so he's accessing them just because he's not necessarily a scientist doesn't mean what he did was he accumulated all this information you know so that's Prob- yeah the problem is, Walt, people can't read critically. You know, they read sensationally. They'll grab a line and that's it. Yeah. They won't read the rest of it. No. <laughs> and who knows? Who knows who's who's paying these people? To, Absolutely. To, to well, in that documentary, is. remember the part in the documentary where the guy was going, the scientist was going to come and speak about the dangers of GMOs, and like whomever sent like a crowd of a hundred to like beat the shit out of his car and beat yeah. the people that were yeah. with him. Yeah. 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 That was they in Mexico. To come that in. was in Mexico or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what? One, are, of, the, so, one of the people actually ended up paralyzed. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So so the question is, what exactly is going on with GMOs from your perspective, Walt? And I, I need to remind everybody, neither Jim or Walt have PhDs in science. I just got to get that out of the way. Full disclosure with full time. No, I have a PhD in common sense. Though. <laughs> and I have emotional intelligence, so there you go. <laughs> um, well, the mechanism actually for GMOs is it's what, what they're really doing is they're altering the genetic structure of the plant to make it do what they want it to do. And one of the things about genetic engineering is it's not really an exact science. So it's it's kind of a crapshoot. You know? And um, one one of the things they do is like they, they genetically engineer corn so that when an insect bites it, chews into it, its stomach explodes. And, 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Sorry. And and they're they're saying that that doesn't have any impact at all on the human on human consumption. OK, 
okay, well, one of the one of the offshoots of this is that our, our gut is being impacted by that very thing, just exactly like that insect's gut. Um, what's happening is the intestinal tract is becoming more porous because of this, I believe. And that's that's allowing the foods to get into our bloodstream before they're actually fully digested. So we're not getting all the nutrients in. Yes. Well, that's true. And the other part I'm sure you'll get into, Walt, is this, it's altering the our DNA by affecting uh, you know the the fauna in our guts, which is where our immune system lies. Exactly. So, so as a result of that, what, what's happening is we're, we're getting all of these ailments and negative effects from this leaky, it's called leaky gut syndrome. Right. Yeah. We've talked about this before, Eric, on another show, I know. Um, but, it, but it's a huge thing. And, and they're finding a lot of the doctors in the documentary said when they take people off of GMOs, all of these symptoms they have go away. Like right. mine. Like mine. Exactly. Uh, exactly like so, my symptoms. Exactly. So, and, and it's not a long period period of time. Sometimes it's just a matter of days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where they get people on onto organic foods and off of GMOs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I have to say after watching this documentary, I when I go to the grocery store, I've been I've been really looking carefully at um what I'm buying. Yes. Mm-hmm. I try to I, I've been shopping more at Whole Foods because of that. They seem to have a wider selection of, of non GMO foods. They do. Yeah. And and that's I guess that's one of the downsides is that you know people say, well, you know, we're on a limited budget. We can't exactly organic stuff because it's yeah, that's expensive. right that's right yeah yeah well maybe so but in the long term can you afford to, to be sick all the time can you afford to go to the doctor more often you know i mean yeah except that some a lot of the population i mean I, you know they say we're recovering from 2008 but i don't see it i think people are struggling so like a minor increase in their budget to buy organics they just some of people just can't do it they just can't do it i think that well, what's i think I that think what's, in, the, in the long run i think you have to decide what's more important to make it a prior priority but, but the same the people that should make it a priority and I mean, with no disrespect maybe their educational level's not there maybe uh, they don't read critically or listen critically and so they, they pass all this stuff by it's like yeah it's a bunch of bullshit i'm just gonna eat whatever i want to well the other issue that we have is that um in, it, there's two great documentaries there's supersize me which is about this gordon what's his face ain't nothing but mcdonald's for a month and oh, i remember that he had yeah. fatty liver disease mm-hmm. and then there's food incorporated and one of the things is that the way that they package and market food with with excess salt and mm-hmm. the flavor enhancers and everything that they do to make the food more appetizing. I mean, if mm-hmm. I say if I say the word to you or the words, the phrase Burger King Whopper, it triggers something in the brain and the, and the brain <laughs> says, want, want, and you, uh, you know, your mouth starts to water and you start craving yes, certain things. I it's know. like if uh, there are some certain trigger words and the way that they market things and and what's even sickening is the way that they market their crap to kids. Whereas, as you like, you have the 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 Disney movie tie-in with the with the McDonald's Happy Meal, like uh, like the 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 Aladdin Happy Meal only at McDonald's. You know, McDonald's is celebrating Aladdin only in theaters. And the thing is, it's like you have to have the entire Aladdin experience. And then the next year, it's the Little Mermaid. And it's like the little, you know, with the you go see the movie and then you go to McDonald's to get your Little Mermaid Happy Meal with a special toy.
toy inside. Uh, uh, D- Disney is just another arm of the of that monster that's controlling. It's a propaganda. It's the, it's the entertainment arm. And you wonder why is it? Why is why is your little princess overweight, depressed, has a horrible case of acne, and she's tripping into puberty at the age of nine? What the hell is she's going got, on? But she's got the entire Little Mermaid collection from McDonald's. And yeah, that's going to be worth money someday. That's collectible. Marketing. Marketing. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's exactly what it is, Jim. It's crazy. So. They, uh, you know, I mentioned in the news segment the opioid crisis created by uh, these three doctors back in the day. They took their acumen and they went to uh, Dr. Howard, yeah. calling Dr. Howard, Dr. <laughs> Howard. Uh, they went to the um, advertising industry and um, they very cleverly, you know, c- created uh, um, an organization where they sent representatives out to, uh, you know, the doctor's offices and gave them perks and vacations. And they started giving them kickbacks for running prescriptions. And like the long and the short of it is we've got an opioid crisis now. So it's all about marketing. It's the same thing with food. It's also, we're also told that temporary pain and suffering that comes after a procedure is not natural. Like when I had my vasectomy, they gave me a prescription for Percocets, which is like each pill is like a double shot of whiskey. And I mean, I really liked my Percocets. I really did. And one, one morning when I looked into the bottom of the bottle and I saw that there were only two or three Percocets left, I started to panic. Because, oh my God, what am I going to do? I am, I'm going to run out of my happy pills. And I'm realizing this is not, this is not good. This is, this is very scary. This. And, and actually all, all you really had to do, Eric, was eat more GMOs. Because they, <laughs> they found in lab rats, it shrinks the pesticides. <laughs> Listen, here's the name. By eating Doc, more GMOs. Right. Dr. Raymond Sackler, S-A-C-K-L-E-R. No he, pun intended. He and his two brothers are the ones that created the opioid crisis. Their their company is called. Uh, let me see. Uh, where is it? Mm, Purdue. Purdue. Purdue Pharma. I do have to insert right here that Jim Loretta's opinions are his own, and they do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the <laughs> Metaphysical Net Connection or the Fedora Chronicles <laughs> Network. Actually, they do. <laughs> you keep that to yourself, oh, Walt. You keep that What's to that? yourself. You keep that to yourself. I do not want a knock on the door <laughs> from, you know, from a lawyer's office again saying, Mr. Fisk, we'd like to talk to you about your podcast. Podcast and some inflammatory things you said about our clients, you know. But the thing is, and that's the scary that ever thing. Happened? Uh, um, on on advice from my lawyer, I plead the the, the fifth. Okay. Um, the, the issue that we have is that these huge giant corporations have unlimited resources. Oh, that's true. To go after anybody who says anything that is mm-hmm. they deem as inappropriate and and libelous. Uh, right. Again, I will cite in food and. Incorporated, um, they actually documented how corporations like Monsanto will actually hire teams of lawyers to go after simple farmers who blow the whistle on how their crops are being contaminated. Their 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 non-GMO crops are being cross-contaminated and cross-pollinated with their friends and neighbors across the town, thanks to the bees. They're the, the pollen from their GMO 
Monsanto Franken seed um, is is being cross pollinated over into their field to the point where their crops, their soybeans, are being contaminated um, to the point where uh, you know. And the fact is, is that these corporations also have the power to um, buy the U.S. Patent Office off and get a patent on your genome, your genetics. Somebody who mapped the human genome, they now have a patent on everybody's genetic makeup. And why aren't you pissed about that? Why aren't you upset by the fact that, well, these pharmaceutical companies is like, they they manufacture something that is slowly taking over, like all all over the world, all over the globe now. Um, the, the, the genes from the genetically modified soybeans have now cross-contaminated, now cross-pollinated with everybody else's soybeans. So now these GMO problems are now spreading into regions of the world that has never seen any of the Monsanto um, uh, genetically modified soybeans. You know, Eric, that's correct. And sometimes when I buy a product that's non-GMO, I, be, I because of that, what you're saying, I wondered, like, is it is it really? You know, is it really? Well, that's I think that's regulated just to some degree. I know, but I how, do I they know test they... all the? Do they test every crop that they process? I mean, yeah, that, I, I don't know. I you know. know, I mean, I, I you we do the best we can, but I, I agree with Eric. Like, there's so much cross contamination. I don't. I, I I wonder just how far the the problem has spread. And it's yeah, not purposeful you, you have to either. Ask yourself that. It's not. You know, I want to I want to bring in another element to this to to kind of shift the focus just a little bit anyway. Um, no. This is not the this is not the first time this has happened. Um, I, I I was watching a show about um, how agrarian um, culture started. Yes. And, and apparently it began um, in, in a region in northern Turkey was, was where the agrarian society started. And um, That's in Anton Park's book. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, who's another for these kinds of things if people want to read him. Um, it's it's called, I um, can't think of the name of the region, but it's in northern Turkey. It's right near uh, Gobekli Tepe. Oh, yeah. I can't um, remember the name of it either. Yeah, you're right. That's where it is. Um, uh, and the the premise of it is is that when 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 the human race were, were hunter gatherers they were they were uncontrolled they just they just moved from one place to another and hunted their game and they foraged and they got whatever they got so in order to to, to get them to a point where they were controllable what's that no no is that uh, Jim no Jim has nobody said anything Walt oh I, I was getting some feedback or something um, he's hearing voices Eric yeah I'm hearing voices so um, what they did what the, what the Anunnaki did Eric get the bell out. Uh, at that point, was to, was to create an agrarian <laughs> society um, by by genetically engineering the grains that exist. Well, they weren't really even grains; they were wild grasses that existed on the planet at that time, and they bioengineered um, their grains into these wild grasses to, to to make them into a crop that that humans could um, plant, and that kept them locked into that region, and also it kept them sub- subservient to to the elite at the time, who were the Anunnaki. So that's kind of a it's it's kind of in our history to so so this whole thing that's going on with the GMOs is it's not a new game it's an old game I'm not saying that those ancient grains were harmful necessarily they weren't they were only harmful in the fact that you know, they changed our whole focus as a as a species into being sort of subservient mm-hmm. to 
elite masters, um, which if you think about it, is very similar to what the United States government did to the Plains. They, they took their lifestyle away of being um, nomadic hunters and put them on a reservation and, you know, basically eliminated their freedom of movement. So, you know, it's it's an old game. Yeah. Just yes. the GMOs is a new spin on an old game. Mm. It's getting to. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting that that whole, um, that, that whole notion that at some point we changed into an agrarian society, which is the beginning of the uh, the whole kind of slave. And that's right around the area where the Garden of Eden is supposed to be. Right. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that before. Sure. That's, that's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I guess Gobekli Tepe was a, was a leftover from a, from a previous civilization that you know, was mm-hmm. subjected to some kind of a cataclysm. Yeah. Well, all this well, may be a moot point that we're discussing because I don't, you know, you keep saying it can't go on like this forever. And we've been saying that for a long time, but it's, it's, it's got to reach critical mass at some point. I mean, all of this we're discussing, plus the pollution, plus if you look at the volcanic activity around the planet, plus you know the pandemics and the lack of resource. I mean, it's just that it, it's re- it's got to reach critical mass. It's just like we're going to destroy ourselves, really. I, I wonder because this is going to get kind of scary because there we're past due for a mass extinction level event. That's true. And and I'm I cannot help but wonder at what point do we just say I. I can't fight it anymore. I cannot. I cannot keep fighting, and I cannot keep alienating myself from other people by saying exactly this. Because um, I, I've become worn down. Where and I mm. and I, I'm pretty sure that there are going to be people who are going to be critical of us because of what we're saying about GMOs. And there's. Do you do you want me to lie? Do you want me to not mention the fact that we are we are getting deeper and deeper into trouble? Do you want uh-huh. me to just stick my head in the sand? like the rest of you and it was just like it's it's this isn't easy this is one of the hardest most difficult things that i think that i've ever done in my life is trying to get the word out about what's going on in the world today mm. and it's it's concerning because people if just, you if you look at the volcanic activity around the planet they just report on incidentally and then they move on to the car accident that happened on the schuylkill it's crazy i mean uh i try to connect the dots i sit back and i watch what's going on you know the pressure there's super volcano that's under yellow Yellowstone pressure's building there. They're measuring a rise in the earth there. I mean, if that thing ever goes off, and they say it's I mean, who knows when, oh, it that will. would be a that would be a that would be an end and a life-ending cataclysm for this planet. A life ex- a life ex- uh, yeah a mass extinction event. Mainly because plants couldn't grow, our food would disappear for for quite a few years. But here's the we, would worry, we wouldn't have to worry about GMOs then. No, we wouldn't exactly. That that's that's the point I was trying to make before. You, you know, volcanic volcanic activity is tied into solar activity right yeah. um, and and the last the last mass extinction um, that happened was by by some scientists estimation was a, was a huge solar flare mm-hmm. yeah. so that was when all the um, that was when all the glaciers melted and um, you know there's a big flood and blah 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 so who knows I don't know well it's up for grabs they also link it to a supernova that finally reached here about 12,000 years ago uh, remnants of a supernova that occurred way far out I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. I think it's all tied together. It could have could have been a perfect storm. All of what you're saying, well, it could have happened. Everything, solar yeah. flare, the supernova arriving, an aberrant comet, uh, misuse of technology. If you want to believe in Atlantis, which I do, I don't know. I don't know where the answer lies. But really, that's neither here nor there because here we are right now, and we're facing some like major. Uh, 
extinction possible uh, things that are going on from our food sources to uh, volcanic activity to everything being so polluted it's just it's mind-boggling really I, I you know I think we'll make it but wait, I don't know about our kids and grandkids they're going to have to grow up in any kind of a world I think the the ten thousand dollar question here for everybody is is that sixty four thousand Eric oh, <laughs> damn inflation um, the, I think the question is 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 that um, how, how are we going to combat what's going on with with Monsanto's and all of these other big pharma large corporations government officials that have been bought and paid for by the industry how exactly do we go about fighting this that's a good question well uh, one, one of the things one of the things that they brought out in this documentary is that again I, I said this earlier is it's all marketing and if the bottom line is they're not selling the stuff they're not going to manufacture it. They, they may find something else to grow us with, but if, well, if, if people are not buying the product, they're going to stop making the product. They're, just, yeah. they're not doing it you know, to, to, to just do it. They're doing it to make money and they're doing it to control things. So if that's not working, if you change that, that game, then they're going to, they're going to stop doing it. So yeah, the bank, banking system's tied into this too. Remember that part of the documentary, yeah. Walt, where they talk about they sold this, uh, this GMO seed to the Indian farmers and when it didn't pan out. Uh, a lot of them are committing suicide because they're so far in debt they can't they can't survive. They're, so they're they, killing. They talked they talked them into taking loans out to right. buy these seeds on the a premise that they were going to yield you know better crops and abundant crops abundant and it didn't work. Yeah. And, and so the, now these Indian farmers are stuck with these large debts which they can't pay back because they have no crops failed. And and then um, there's, they have no alternative but to, to yeah they're suicide. killing themselves yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, I mean, it's not only just crops too. They they did the same thing with um uh, with milk cattle. Yes. You know, they they, mm. they talk farmers into using um, growth hormones, artificial growth hormones, to speed up the process of the of the cows maturing so they get them milking faster. And they found out that it tainted milk. Mm. But the good news on that is many of the dairy farmers figured that out and they're no longer using. It. Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, so that's a win there. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was doing horrible things to the milk. You know, it was causing the cows to get infections and yes, right. uh, yeah. putting yeah. putting pus into the milk, which Did, mm -hmm. into, it was terrible. Didn't need to know but, that. Um, Didn't need to know that. But that's okay. I, I, uh, I you know, a topic for another show. Enjoy your, making enjoy your big glass of milk and Oreos. Yeah, yeah sure, we're right. <laughs> is uh, some show we should talk about the crushing college debt and how the system is gamed against the young people. You know, uh, they can't pay off their debt, so therefore they can't start a life, buy homes, get cars. They're still living with their parents it's pretty widespread and it's not really being reported upon except incidentally but it's a huge problem no, huge. I, 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 I do think that there is an aspect I think that we are probably going to get to a point in the not too distant future where uh, one show a month I think that we are going to be doing um, show topics of how how they are screwing you and how right. you can combat exactly. this mm -hmm. I, I think that, that would be good that would be good I think another huge aspect of, of of everything here that is going on is that um, one of the inspirations that I got from this show Rotten on Netflix and they're not a sponsor um, but the thing is is like it, there comes to be a point where it's like you have to look at this and you, you say maybe maybe I just want to quit my job and move somewhere 
car, a small house with a huge plot of land, and just become a farmer again. Mm-hmm. And how hard... It can't be any worse than this, because mm-hmm. modern society has become, you live in a house that you hate, that's close to a job that you hate, mm-hmm. and you drive a car back and forth to the job in the house that you hate. So in that, horrible traffic that you really hate. And that all to support a lifestyle that you really mm-hmm. dislike. And you look at all these problems and you say, you know what? It would be really nice for me to just live in a farmhouse, wake up every morning, take care of a, 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 a couple of chickens and goats and maybe a couple of cows and stuff like that and just plow the field. And, uh, you know, once a week, I'll, I'll fire up the, uh, the the podcast recording equipment and talk about what's going on. And it was... You know what? Do you remember, uh, I don't know if it was in a documentary, well, maybe you remember, Walt, where they interviewed this farm family that was raising the GMO stuff for, for mass market. But they say, oh, we don't eat out of the fields. We have a private garden in the back of our house. So we, you know, we eat that food. It's, you know, it's it's clean. It's non-GMO. It's not sprayed with pesticides. Uh, so that's very, that was very telling. I wish I could remember the resource. It was interesting. That, yeah. yeah. Um, just for the listeners who, who want to maybe start thinking along the lines of consuming a little bit differently, um, there is a website that they mentioned. It's called non-gmoshoppingguide.com. Uh, that's a good resource. Yeah. Yep. That's a good resource. Yeah, and resource. you can go on there. You can, although they fought about labeling different products, whether they mm-hmm. or not, um, you can go on there and they have done um, a little more intensive research and you can see some products that are not GMO mm-hmm. that you have access to. So that's a good one. I think well, that's one thing you can do. Yeah. And, I uh, I have to exit. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, but I've got to go uh, do my visit. So Okay. And there are a couple of other topics that I would like to be able to talk with Walt. Jim, as always, it was great talking to you and and, and come back uh, we'll see you in two weeks oh, oh we're doing two weeks okay that's great that'll give me more time in the void desert with Mars and- <laughs> talk, talk to great you later talking to you guys. talk to you later Jim later. keep bye. on working it Jim I shall I shall keep the faith all of you yeah, yeah. okay right, later. take it easy alright bye okay Eric I guess it's just the two of us now. just the two of us so I have um, here- I can't talk too much longer you made me want to go out and get a, um, a whopper so. <laughs> Um, so the thing is, I want to read the headlines here um, from our show page. This is, again, this is a Metaphysical Connection, episode 74. Um, on the topic of Monsanto and uh, Roundup, I'm just going to read off these headlines. And then when I'm done, I'd like to get your reaction here. I saw I saw those. Okay. Sent me for, the, for the listeners, New York Times, Monsanto weed killer Roundup faces new doubts on safety and unsealed documents. This is dating back to March 14th, almost a year ago. Ago. Uh, let's see. U.S. court documents show Monsanto manager led cancer cover-up for glossophates and PCBs. Uh, let's see here. U.S. court documents show Monsanto manager led cancer cover-up. Um, are we seeing a pattern here? And I know that these are cherry-picked by me myself um, about a cover-up within Monsanto. And um, I wanted to get your thought on those articles. Have you had a chance to read them yet? I, I have not. Um, I just got that this morning, that page. But um, I mean, it's it's all the same thing. It's all. It's it, these people are are making money off of. Um, you know, it goes back to something I said earlier. There's no empathy involved. They they don't care if people are dying. They don't care if people are getting sick. They they only care about the bottom line, which is what their profit margin is. And they'll go to any end to cover that up, make that not apparent. Now, do you, are are you old enough to remember? 
remember um, back with the big, huge controversy and the smoking gun memos about how the tobacco companies actually lied about um, the addictive properties of the cigarettes and how the cigarettes were, uh, the tobacco in the cigarettes were laced with Coumadin, which helped get the nicotine in the, into the bloodstream faster to make the cigarettes more addictive. And there was, yeah. there, was oh, yeah. there was also, that. there was also a lot of controversy saying that, uh, you know, earlier saying that the tobacco companies actually buried the evidence that proved that smoking actually caused lung cancer. And there was a, there was a large outrage about that. Uh, if that happened today um, or could happen today with Monsanto, do you think that there's any chance at all that, uh, that uh, these corporations could be called to the carpet? Could there be a public outcry like there was over cigarette smoke? Well, uh, the real thing is, and it, it, it's the same with pretty much everything, is that you know these companies have powerful lawyers. They have lots of money to, to um, get into the lobbying system with the legislature. That's where it starts. The legislatures, you know, that's the that's the area that's got to change. Lobbying where these where these big companies can spend an enormous amount of money lobbying politicians and and donating to their campaigns, and <clears throat> which makes them basically immune to any kind of repercussions from what they do. That's to me. That's where it begins and ends. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going to switch to the topics here and I'm, and I'm actually going somewhere I'm actually trying to paint a picture here switching the gears over to the topic of fast food causing brain damage here's a couple of articles that I found and again I admit they are they are cherry picked by me because I'm trying to uh, like I said I'm, tr- I'm I'm going somewhere with this uh from the week does fast food cause brain damage there's and that is a couple of paragraphs that actually proves that yes not only is fast food bad for your waistline, but it also causes um, actual. It can cause scar tissue on in in and on your brain. It, that's I, it, nice. It, 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 that's good that's to nice know. Thing. That's good to know. As I'm crunching away on my Doritos here, right, um, right. Uh, from the San Francisco Gate, relationship between fast food and the brain. Talking about how eating large amounts of fast food can cause not only weight gain, high calories, and sugar and fat. It can also have a negative effect on the health of your brain. Lacking nutrients in fast foods as well as unhealthy ingredients contribute to this to actually to brain disease. Men's Journal published eating junk food can lead to brain damage, citing a, um, a study done by the University of South Wales in Australia um, discovered that, rat, r- that rats that lived high-fat, high-sugar diets were significantly impaired in memory skills. What were we talking about again? So there and also, if you if you read a lot of these other uh, a lot of these other documents, is that it also fast consuming fast food can also lead to depression. Is that something that we should actually be looking at? We should actually be more concerned about. Should we not be saying oh, what's what's the deal? What, what what are we doing to our kids? Well, I think it's all it's all tied together, Eric. It's all you know. There's there's an increase of um, Alzheimer's. You know, there's an increase in autism. There's an increase in all of these chronic things. And and there's some reason for that. It's not just coincidence. And it's got to start with the, in the in the food source, I think. And, and 
And I think some of it is engineered to create that situation so that we're, you know, consumers of pharmaceuticals and all of these things that are not necessarily good for you. Here's the final bow in the knot, as it were, talking about dangerous antidepressants. Um, Citizen Commission on Human Rights. Antidepressants are prescription for mass shootings. School shootings mental health watchdog group says some psychotropic drug use by school shooters merits federal investigation. Um, there are a couple of other um, somebody has tried to make the link that not all antidepressants, but a certain group of antidepressants has been found in the systems and uh, medicine cabinets of all of these um, students or former students who have gone ahead and shoot up the, shoot up their schools. And the thing is, is that um, what are we going to do about that? Are we actually going to take a moment and, and, and actually do some kind of research into whether or not there is an actual cause and effect? Or is this just going to be another thing that we're going to sweep under the rug? Well, it goes back to what I was saying before, is that, you know, nobody's really looking at the causality of it. They're, they're only looking at the, you know, the aftermath. You know, there's nobody's really looking at what went into this situation. What, what you know, this kid, luckily, in, in some ways, I guess, is, is still alive. This kid that, that um, did the shooting the other day. Um, and, and they should study him, figure out what led up to that. What what factors were there that got him to the point where he wanted to go into a school and, and kill as many people as he could? What was it? Was it drugs that he took? Was it his, you know, his, was he bullied? Was, he, you know, what, what was it that led him to that point? That's what we need to figure out why that's happening and, and try to do something about it and put some money into figuring that out. Get a, get a task force together of, of experts on, on behavioral things and, and, and what why people do what they do. To me, that's the only way you're going to solve it. Absolutely. So, Walter, I know that we're short on time and um, we have other things that we need we need to do and we need to take care of. Um, but I wanted to ask you, do you have any final thoughts on this topic before we wrap it up for the day? Well, I, I think that people need to take heed and I, and I think as many people as possible should watch this documentary. Um, I, I really do think it's critical. Um, and it really opens your eyes as to what's going on. And and you really do have some control. You can not eat um, GMOs if you choose not to. You have to be really careful about looking at what you're buying and looking at what you're eating and, and actually take the time to, to make your food rather than buying some frozen thing in a plastic tray that you pop in the, in the microwave. Now that's 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 another whole part of it. The people are, are really becoming um, lazy about how they prepare food and that kind of thing. And, and you can really avoid this if you if you have to be thoughtful about it. Really have to put some energy in that direction. So, like I said, I'm I'm looking at the, the labels on on stuff when I buy it now more stringently. So I think that's something everybody can do. You have to take the time to do it. Ac- I ac- know people have busy lives and stuff, but it's and important. It, and actually become literate in the realm of food labels. Like actually read what it says. Yeah on the food labels and say, is this something that I really want to serve to my family? Is this something yeah, that there's I there's little labels on things. If you look, you know, if you look, there's labels that says non-GMO. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. That's my thought. You know what, Walt? So, Very controversial show. I'm I'm pretty convinced we're probably going to get some blowback on this topic. And, yeah, maybe. And it's I okay. hope so. I hope that we actually get people to stop and think about what's going on. Well, that's what our, that's what our mission is, right? We're trying to open people's eyes. To, you know, it's not always... Um, people don't always want to have their eyes open. Yeah. And I think that there are going to be some people who are going to be just a little bit upset because we only mentioned the Anunnaki three times. <laughs> well, I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> It is all tied together. It really is. There really is a metaphysical connection. 
This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. That's also a great way to get in touch with Walt, Jim, and Eric, and let us know what you think of the podcast, as well as topic suggestions for a future show. If we use your suggestion, we'll send you a t-shirt or coffee mug. Just send along your size and preference with your email. You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our metaphysical connection group and following us on Twitter at physics laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, and form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. So for Walt, Jim, and Eric, this is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.